0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Fairhaven.
1: Are you ready? I am so ready. What are you doing? What? I'm
2: meditating, okay?
1: I know, it's awesome. I I love meditating. Hey, when is the uh, funeral? Uh, Friday, I think. Dave's gonna come. I don't know, man.
0: I haven't talked to him. Have you talked to him at all? It's his father's funeral. He's coming. <laughs> yes,
1: huh?
0: he's coming. Davey! <laughs> Look what I brought in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Where did you? Did, you, did you get in? Oh, hey, uh, by the way,
1: Dave is back in town.
0: Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, for a little while. What are we going to do? We're to do something. I oh, don't know. There's not much to do in this town, as you remember.
2: I see something I like in baby girl. Don't touch it. You see something you like to hop with it? You gotta be careful with these new agey broads. They wear these flowing dresses and they light candles and incense. Just be careful. Sounds like you know what you're doing. I can't wait to meet her. She have friends?
1: Why do you assume everybody wants to get out like you? Everyone wants to run away? Do you ever think about another person? You're so much better than me. Yeah. Yeah. What
2: are you looking at me like that for? Just
1: look like at you. Don't
2: do that. Don't do what? Do that. Why I don't wanna, this is why I didn't want to come back. This is why I stay away from you. He loved you. It's not that I didn't want to keep in touch. I didn't know where to find you, Davey. Yeah, I didn't know where to find me, and I, I still don't know where to find me.
0: Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Nigel Smith from IndieWire, and tonight's guest, Tom O'Brien. Thank you for coming, everyone. Welcome, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So your film opens today theatrically after being on VOD for how long?
1: Uh, well, we're actually not on VOD yet. Not we on VOD yet, we sorry. Open, we open uh, theatrically today okay. and then on VOD uh, Tuesday. Cool, the congratulations. It yes. world premiered Thank at you. the Tribeca Film
0: Festival, correct? It did, yeah. 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 Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. So, given that you know we do Q and A's usually after people have seen the movie, why don't you just do a little job of uh, breaking down what the the, the plot
1: little synopsis. is all about? Um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a story about uh, three friends who grew up in this small uh, fishing town in Massachusetts. And uh, Chris Messina's character uh, left about ten years ago, and we haven't heard from him. And he's coming home for his uh, father's estranged father's funeral, and. Uh, sort of uh, there's a lot of secrets from the past that are revealed in the funeral weekend and uh, you know that's basically it yeah
0: now chris co-wrote the film correct or he had a part to play in the uh, the story
1: yeah he and i actually uh, developed the script over about seven or eight years uh, sort of off and on he was in la and i was in new york so we would work on it every three or four months And uh, basically, I would write a draft, and then we would read through it, and he would give me notes on the draft, and then I'd go back and write another draft, and then a few months later, we'd do the same thing, and we sort of continued that for a few years. So
0: it's really serendipitous in a way that the film took so long to to make because, you know, Chris is really kind of come into his own as a, you know, as a star on, on, on TV and on yeah. film with shows like The Mini Project and Six Feet Under. Yeah,
1: he really has. And uh, I mean, in that time that we've been working on the script, it really did just sort of his career kind of blossomed. So it was, uh, I mean, it's helpful now for us releasing the film and, and uh, it's really kind of worked out.
0: So I guess the most logical question is, like, the film, you know, it is a small-scale indie. Why did yeah. it take so long to make its way to the screen?
1: <laughs> you still have to pay for it. Yeah, well, that is <laughs> true. Mostly raising money. So uh, we were doing that and also getting everybody's uh, schedules together. Um, you know, so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's still a, a long process. I mean, we ended up shooting two years ago, so two Januarys ago, so... Yeah.
0: and um you and chris have known each other for a while yeah Could you tell uh, everybody here exactly how you two met uh yeah he uh
1: he and i had a theater company in new york uh years ago when we were in our early 20s and uh we used to just he acted in a play that i wrote and we would act together and we'd do these evenings of one act plays and basically just uh creating new work for the theater and uh and having fun, so that was our uh, how how we met in New York. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what initially inspired this story in particular? I mean, you chose this film as you know your debut. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- why this? Um...
1: Well, he and I had always talked about wanting to do a film together, and you know we kind of liked the same style of, of films, and uh, you know so we we had always talked about that, and and I had this script sort of started writing it based on the 60 Minutes uh, interview with Tom Brady that I saw. And that inspired it, as well as the actual town of Fairhaven, where my mom lived for about 10 years, and uh, I would visit her there. And it's just a real kind of New England, working-class town right on the ocean, and it's got a real nice feel to it, so it was kind
0: of inspired the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have a background as an athlete and as a, as a playwright. I do, Has yeah. Has filmmaking always been on your radar? Uh, something to uh, yeah, to do? I think
1: it has. I mean, it was funny. I uh, when I used to write plays, people would say, you know, your plays are so cinematic. You should do uh, movies, you know. And then when I started writing movies, people would say, uh, you're kind of like plays. Your movies, you know, you should write plays. You
0: know? Yeah. So it was <laughs> can't funny that way. Yeah. yeah. So what's your connection to Fairhaven? Your mother yeah, used to live there, yeah. right? So you have you have a personal connection to to the town.
1: Yeah, yeah. She she lived there and like I said I would visit her there and I just loved the town and the the feel of it and uh, and that's what really inspired me to start writing the, the screenplay.
0: Yeah. And it looks really, really cold there. Was it cold during shooting? It, it, was, it
1: was cold when we shot. We uh, you know, like I said, we were trying to get it all together for so many years and then we finally got to this point where we said it's now or never, so we have to make this happen and it happened to be, you know, the worst winter in new england in oh like no. 20 years so um so it was like a blizzard on our first day of shooting and we were just worried that the snow was going to melt and we wouldn't be able to match the first day of shooting so our production designer had like you know white cloth that she was going to put on the steps and on the mailboxes to make it look like snow and and then we got lucky and it just snowed for three weeks straight so well it, l- lends it a
0: great look and atmosphere to the film so it,
1: it does yeah it out. ended up ended up working out yeah yeah,
0: yeah. So um, you have some remarkable talent both in front of, uh, you know, sc- on the screen, sorry, and behind it. I mean, Sarah Paulson's also in this, yeah. who just really, really broke out this year in American Horror Story Asylum, which yeah. I'm a yeah. huge fan of. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, she's yeah. great on that. Yeah. Awesome show. And yeah. also you have the uh, second DP, I think, uh, I don't know his name, but he, uh, who filmed your, who Peter, Lens Peter your, your film. But he used to work with Terrence Malick yeah. on The Tree yeah. of Life. I yeah. mean, how did you score this kind of talent for your first film?
1: Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I was kind of lucky. I mean, I think having Chris involved really brought uh, legitimacy to it, and, you know, he vouched for me, and and, uh, that that helped a lot. But um, Peter Simonite, our cinematographer, was great, and I met him through uh, an executive producer of ours and just chatted with him on the phone and looked at his reel, and I thought, wow, this guy's amazing. So, you know, we hired him on the spot. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Why don't we uh, show the first scene of the film? Do you want to kind of build it up for everybody?
1: Uh, yeah, this the I guess the first clip is uh, when Chris and I uh, have, uh, we're just meeting again for the first time in 10 years or so, and uh, I uh, tell him about my obsession with this Tom Brady interview. He's accomplished more than any other quarterback in the history of the game. So when Mike Wallace asked him, like, how it felt to have all his dreams come true, he said he thought to himself, like, is this really it? it has gotta be something more than this. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, he's got a supermodel wife, he's got four Super Bowls, and he's not satisfied with it? No, I get it. He's the quarterback. He used to be a quarterback. You're into it. No, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I thought it was interesting.
2: What should I, I care about Tom Brady for?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about Tom Brady either. I'm just saying.
0: Now you um you elicit li- really really great performances. I mean you're obviously aided by such a strong cast, but um like I've interviewed other actors slash directors before, and like lots of them have said that the way they direct an actor, especially when they're in the same scene with them, is that they direct them through their own performance in a way. Is that something that that you do, or how how do you approach? directing somebody when you're actually sharing the screen with them?
1: That's that's an interesting question. I, I think if I tried to do it like that, I would really throw off my own performance. You know, So I, I, I kind of just trust my actors. Um, so for this, I mean, I knew Chris for years, and there wasn't really anything I was going to tell him that was going to make him better than he was going to be. So I, I think we did a lot of preparation, and we knew exactly what we wanted to do. And literally, we were all in this little motel in uh, Fairhaven, Mass. Snowed in, so we would finish shooting for the day and get dinner, and then we would go over the scenes for the next day and just really prepare it. So by the time we got to shooting, we kind of knew what we wanted to do. So and I would just let them go and trusted the actors.
0: Now, did you cut your own film? I'm not. I'm not sure of that
1: D- the actual editing. Yeah. No, I had an amazing editor, Nick Hui, who was he's uh, a great editor and and. Uh, So I was really lucky to have him do it.
0: Did you sit in on the process? I'm curious to know what it was like watching your own performance Yeah, um, No, I was there every
1: day. And and it was like very early on in the editing process that I kind of like completely disconnected that it was me up there. And we would refer to that character as John. And uh, so, you know, it was a little uh, split personality type thing. Yeah.
0: Do you like watching yourself?
1: Uh, No, but you have to get over that because you have to make the movie so it's like you, it's kind of a good process to go through because you, you kind of get over like okay that's what I look like and that's what it you know that was it Cool. Yeah. And we have
0: uh, two more scenes to go through, I think. So, why don't, right. don't we set up the, uh, the second one?
1: Uh, so, this is um, after Chris has come back to town, and we go to the local uh, diner that my mom owns. Not my real mom, but uh, the character of my mom. She owns the local diner, and we're just kind of sitting down and, uh, and chatting. I don't think she's that new agey, to tell you the truth. I mean, maybe I don't know her that well, but, you know. It's not like she goes to Burning Man every year or something. When you're does she like candles and stuff? I mean, not wild. She doesn't like the candle wild. Anymore. No, I'd hope not. Yeah, that would be it. dangerous. <laughs> but I like candles. Like a candle around each, you know, yeah. area.
2: You know what I'm hearing from you? What? That you finally <laughs> you found the ass of a lifetime. I might ask. you got to be careful with these new agey broads, man. No f- with your head. I've had it happen to me in Vegas, a couple of them. They wear these flowing dresses and they chant and they light candles and incense and they with you. They with you. Just be careful. Sounds like you know what you're doing. I can't wait to meet her. she have friends?
0: I can't believe they bleep the scene. That was amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. It, you you wow. could
1: pretty much bleep this entire movie, I think. It was a yeah. lot of, uh, yeah. Tarantino yeah. right here. Um,
0: <laughs> okay, so we're going to open it up to the audience and see if you guys have any questions. Hey. Hi um congrats oh know. thank you. It's pretty cool Sundance
1: pretty cool um so you knew Christmas Cena. Yeah. can you describe a little bit more about the casting of the rest of the the group yeah um well chris obviously was was uh in it for. Since since we started working on it, and then uh, actually Sarah Paulson and Rich Summer, who's great, and he's from Mad Men, uh, they both came into it really late in the process. We had some other actors that dropped out last minute, and Rich happened to be doing another movie with Chris called The Giant Mechanical Man, and they were on set, and uh, Chris gave him a script and you know brought him in, and uh, and luckily he wanted to do it and. Sarah came on last minute Alexi Gilmore actually came on last minute too it's, it's one of those things when you're making a low-budget movie people get other jobs and you know you're not the, the first priority but uh, we were really lucky with the, the casting yeah. Hi how are you
2: um, just wondering what do you think
0: was the most important thing you took from this film that you'll carry on with the next film you'll make
1: um, the most important thing was probably uh, being flexible. Uh, you, you sort of have a vision of, of what you want the movie to look like when you're writing it and I always heard that, that line that you, you sort of make three movies, you write one you have one in production and then you edit one and that's really true that if you're sort of clinging to that vision that you had when you were writing the script you're, you're not going to really allow for the sort of magical moments to happen um, so I think flexibility was the, was the biggest thing that I learned yeah
0: I have a question um, the film I mean, it's really a snapshot into these people's um, of these people's uh, collective lives I mean it I, I loved how I don't want to give away the ending but you don't tie everything up in a nice bow I mean you kind of leave it a little open-ended and I mean that, that that's refreshing why why did you choose to do that Um, I I think that's sort of my sensibility. I I, I like
1: movies that that don't really tie it up in a bow at the end. I I feel like there are a a lot of films that I really love until that moment when it's like that point in the film and, oh, oh, we have to make something happen here and we have to tie it all up. And then it never seems sort of real to me and organic. So I kind of wanted it to just be... More slice of life and be how how life kind of happens and things don't really get tied up and I wanted it to feel like these characters were, you know, still living their lives after the fade to black, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: And a lot of them, I mean, there's like a sense of mystery surrounding most of the characters. I mean, they're each one's given a, a small backstory, but you don't really know their intentions going into it. And
1: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Nice <laughs> job. He did a great job. So, so when you were writing this, this is like eight eight years collaborating on this, right? Um, About that, yeah. Uh, so I guess the, the first question would be, like, this is something that has probably happened to you in that same experience of having somebody who left and came back. Mm-hmm. The second question would be, like, were you the person who's kind of more Chris Messina's character, someone who leaves and comes back? Or are you the person who is, like, Kind of welcoming him back, and also also kind of returning at the same time to these memories with more fondness, possibly than than with aversion. Yeah, because you see the two kind of main characters. One is kind of like sidestepping all these elements, and the other is trying to get him to open up. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I I mean, I think originally, the three characters were sort of like three sides of myself when I when I wrote the, uh, the the script originally. And then when we brought the actors in, the great thing about collaborating is like Chris took his character and wanted to do his thing with it. And so it really made it its own character. You know, they kind of, it, it was for the better, you know, and Rich did the same thing. So it was like these three distinct, distinctly different characters rather than just sort of three sides of me, you know? So it, it helped to collaborate, yeah.
0: You talked about um, being flexible uh, which, something you took away from uh, the filmmaking experience, and this was something that you, a project you lived with for a really long time yeah. uh, before you started shooting. Can you talk a little bit about were there any happy accidents or anything that you look back at and say, wow, I didn't think this was gonna come out this way, and gosh, I'm glad it did? Is yeah. There anything in particular you can um, tell us about?
1: So many, it's hard to pick one. Uh, the weather, for one, I mean, like we were saying, I always pictured this as a fall movie. And just having that like blanket of snow, and the idea of a guy coming back for his father's funeral, and it's just you know barren and and desolate and snow-covered. That was a really happy accident, um, and just the performances, just you know, the the improvisational lines that just happened uh, because these actors are so good and we were so into these characters that they just sort of would go on and off the script and add little bits of line here, a line there that really added so much to the scenes and made it better than it was on the page, basically, yeah. Hi, Tom. So <laughs> since we're in an Apple store, I have to ask, yeah. what role did technology play in your making the film as an independent filmmaker? hmm um, Masse my producer here we we lucked out in the camera that we used which was the uh, Ari Alexa and our Peter our DP really pushed for that um, so we got it you know we scraped together enough money to get it but um, we couldn't afford playback so here was like a first time you know actor director and we didn't have playback on the camera so I couldn't go watch my scenes so Masse was uh, Taping the monitor on her iPhone, so you know you can use an iPhone for playback. There you go. So,
0: yeah. Um, do we have another scene from the film? To yeah, we have got one more, right? to set this? Do you remember which one this uh, is? This
1: one is is when Chris and Sarah Paulson uh, finally meet again for the first time. Yeah, yeah. we won't give it away. No.
0: Hey. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Sorry to hear about your dad. How are you holding up? Good. You look good. I don't look good. (laughs) I look tired. Your eyes got bigger. (laughs) Let me see. Let me see you. You look exactly the same. I do? Yep. I got grays in here now. Yeah,
0: it suits you. So
2: what's going on with you?
0: You know, I got married again.
2: Yeah, I heard. John told me.
0: Yeah, what did he tell you?
2: Uh, he told me that the guy is a walker. Is that... <laughs> You're such an asshole. Yeah, I heard that. Did you do that? you get married? No, no oh. kids, no marriage. I don't believe in that institution, and do thing. I had this, I was living with this, this girl, but it just didn't work out. She's not the one. What are you looking at me like that for?
0: go
2: do through what? do that I wanted to keep in touch with you I just thought um, that you didn't want to keep in touch I, I just wanted to leave you alone so it's not that I didn't want to keep in touch I didn't know where to find you Davy yeah I didn't know where to find me I, I still don't know where to find me
0: the chemistry between those two I mean just a glimpse from that scene is so electric i mean how fulfilling does it feel to you as a filmmaker to see your work you know fly that way on screen with these uh, these two great performers
1: yeah i mean it's, like i said sarah came in last minute and they knew each other sort of socially but hadn't worked together before and so i think like the first day that they shot together i think everybody was just like oh okay this is gonna work you know yeah. so there wasn't uh, wasn't much directing to do there yeah
0: Hi. Uh, Hi. Since you and actually Chris writing actually screenplay together, you both as an actor. You know, actors often like a emotion, you know, write sort of like emotionally charged scene that you can come up with. Yeah, the big you, acting scene. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, yeah. so, so basically, how you balance it out as a, the how other element. How do you not do that? that? Yeah, yeah. To avoid the cliche of that.
1: Avoid the cliche, com- I you think. Know,
0: completely like emotionally charged film. Yeah. All the time, you know. Yeah,
1: I think I think that's sort of a rule to live by as a writer is to avoid the cliche, you know. So I think that, that we really tried to stay away from that, you know. Um I always like George C. Scott's line where he said you get one of those a movie, you know. So you can do one emotional scene, but that's it, you know. So I, I think you have to watch out for that, especially in sort of small character driven kind of dramas like this. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm back.
1: All right. Yeah. Um
0: What did you take away from, obviously the writing process, like you said, took a long time, but what did you take away from that process as far as creating your treatment, drafts of it perhaps, and then actually putting that into screenplay format? Was there anything you learned from it that either you didn't expect or that you will just, kind of like his question, that you will just take with you
1: from now on to any film you may write in the future? I mean, I... I I think that the 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 time that it took really was helpful because um, you know uh, there are a lot of improvisational films now, small, low budget stuff, and and I've heard about people sort of working from an outline where they'll just say, okay, this is the like that last scene we said we could have just set it up that you know you guys haven't seen each other in a long time and just kind of play that scene and go, you know, and, and I think that when it's too free form like that. And you'd have no structure at all. It just kind of lends itself to kind of going in circles. So I think the time that we had to work on the script and really write the dialogue out very specifically uh, really helped us when we got to the set. And then we could improvise off of that structure, but it was really good to have the structure, I think. Yeah, sure.
0: Uh, How long was the process um, when you started shooting and when you finished editing it?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, the, the shooting itself took 18 days. It was a three, six day weeks. So it was kind of a crazy, you know, wild ride in the snow. And then, uh, we came back and, uh, I don't know, Massime, what is the editing process? Six months or something about that. about that? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, you're always kind of, you know, doing the sound and the music and the, there's always stuff to do, you know, so it feels like we've just finished basically you know so it's two years later
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I'll ask you one last question yeah, sure. i'm gonna get kind of barbara walters on you oh do it yeah. but um i, I want to know what this film would have been like you know had you had you finished the script eight years ago yeah. given where you were at yeah in your life i mean what kind of film do you think this would have been had you had you made it seven or eight years ago um that is a good question um I don't know. I, I think the,
1: the yeah the whole process of it. I don't think I would have been ready to direct it seven years ago. I mean, I think I needed that time to realize that like okay, I can actually take this thing and and you know make it happen. I think at that at that point, had we had money and everything else, it, it yeah, it would have been a very different different film. I think yeah yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, and see the film. It opens this Friday, playing at the...
1: It's at uh, Cinema Village starting tonight, uh, and then uh, on Tuesday it'll be on demand. Yeah, all right. Thanks for coming.
0: Thank you so much again. Guys, join me in thanking Tom O'Brien for being here. And Tuesday, you can go ahead and pick it up on demand. That includes iTunes. Thank you guys for being such a great audience. Take it easy now.